Hi, this is Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. Thanks for taking a minute to listen in. In a moment, I'll share with you some valuable information about this topic. Who made 800% this week while so many people lost tremendous amounts of money? We're going to talk about Jeff Berwick and the dollar vigilante. If you see any properties properties that are of interest to you, let us know. We will gladly send you a property information packet on any loft, condo, or house, or we will arrange for a private preview upon request. If you have a home you'd like to sell, you should know that I will guarantee the sale of your present home at a price acceptable to you, or I'll buy it for cash. This will allow you to buy your next home without worrying about selling your present home. To find out how much you can sell your home for, call me at 213-880-9910 now. So, I want to turn you on to Jeff Berwick, the dollar vigilante. Now that most people have seen that uh, stocks are a great way to make yourself feel very smart when they're going up, but they are... Hold on, something just exploded over here. Sounded like an electrical explosion. Uh, We're in Los Angeles at Elysian Park, and we're right next to the uh, metro train line and the uh, LA River. Uh, We're going to go take a look and see, because we just heard a very loud electrical explosion. And we're going to look at that. I'll walk towards there while we're continuing our topic of, um, you know, who made 800% on their investment this week while other people lost 10, 20, 30% or more of their investments. Um... Jeff Berwick, uh, he has a YouTube channel called The Dollar Vigilante. Come on, we've got to go this way because we're going to go look at the explosion. This way. Come, come, come. Okay. Like Jeff Berwick, I walk my dog while I'm creating the blog video, in this case, blog audio. Come, come, come. I don't see any smoke. So he, Jeff Berwick, is known for his his uh, YouTube channel called the Dollar Vigilante. Yeah, I don't see any any smoke from the electrical explosion. But there's, I'm surrounded by quite a few trees because I'm in Elysian Park. Okay. And the reason I'm choosing this topic to talk about is because 
I want my listeners to make 800% rather than losing 30 or 40%, however much people have lost. Maybe people only lost 10 or 20%, but that's still significantly worse than the people who made 800%. So listen to his uh, YouTube channel, his uh, vlog, video blog about, uh, the title of it is Corona Crash. Corona Crash, and you'll, he'll tell you how he did it. So I'm not telling you everybody should do exactly the same thing, but you should at least be educated on how he did it, what he did, and how it might apply to you in the future. As he mentioned, you know, if you have a financial advisor or trusted people that you talk to, who, uh, and if you happen to be one of the people who uh, wants to make a lot of money and is willing to uh, put up the necessary risk to do so, and if they uh, financial advisors claim that they have a lot of knowledge on different things and what to do. Um, if they did not at least educate you on Bitcoin and so forth um, a while back, preferably, or when if you were however far back you were talking to them, then uh, you might want to seek some different financial advisors. Uh, because um, uh, the economy is running at close to zero percent, regardless of what Trump or the Democrats or government or any, what anybody else tells you. The truth is that the interest rates are pretty close to zero percent, so that's about how much money people are really going to be making. Uh, so that means the the um, when interest rates are close to zero percent, it actually pulls everything else towards zero percent. That's something that the Federal Reserve probably hasn't even figured out yet. They haven't even done the uh, math. I've had enough economics classes to know that Jeff Berwick is way better at economics than you know economists. He's way better at economics than the economists who run the Federal Reserve. The economists at the Federal Reserve are people who just want a job and who I would ideally would love to have a job that seems important. That's who's running that. Jeff Berwick, on the other hand, is an entrepreneur like me, someone who is proud of helping people uh, directly to make more money. Uh, and by doing, by telling the truth, even though telling the truth is not always uh, profitable, it's not always popular. Um, but in the long run, it pans out. In the long run, uh, telling the truth is profitable. In the long run, telling the truth is popular. In the short run, it can be the opposite. So. 
<coughs> um, that's the main thing I wanted to talk about. I also want to talk about the corona crash itself. Um, like Jeff Berwick, I have a lot of things in common with him, although he is considers himself to be an anarchist. Uh, maybe he knows something that I don't know, but I'm a libertarian, which is, I guess, anarchist light. Um, that's why we both like Bitcoin, because Bitcoin is one of the uh, great things about it that we love, and the th same thing that, that uh, statists hate about it, the same thing that um, fascists, socialists, communists hate about Bitcoin is that the government uh, has a hard time controlling it. It's private money, private transactions, and the only way that the government really can access any information on some of the Bitcoin transactions, a very small amount of them, is uh, by looking at people's private credit card information when they're doing a transaction, looking at people's private bank transactions information when they're doing a Bitcoin transaction, and looking at uh, American websites, American exchanges, and European exchanges, and uh, some other exchanges that will reveal your personal information to the government, um, which should be illegal and unconstitutional. The government really should have a, require a search warrant to see any of your private transactions. That would be the, um, that would be the reasonable and you know free. If you live, if you want to live in a free country, that's that's what's required. Um, Jeff Berwick would probably say that uh, no, there's no way in hell that any government should ever be able to look at any of your transactions, no matter what. Although I'm just guessing that he would say that, but being an anarchist, he. Uh, I assume he would say that because there should be no government to look at your private transactions, <laughs> uh, according to the philosophy of anarchy. So we could be headed towards one extreme or the other as far as where the government is headed, or maybe both, maybe two extremes or maybe several, uh, a totalitarian type of government, a dystopian future, like my favorite movie, Logan's Run. And it's not my favorite movie because I love dystopias and I love, um, it is, Logan's Run is my favorite. I've learned because I fear dystopias I can fully understand the fun that it would be to be the autocratic leader uh, and everybody is your puppet 
But uh, I, to me, that fun would not last very long. Uh, because figuring out your own life and is a big enough lifelong challenge um, and just manipulating other people's lives is, to me, um, I guess it could be a lifelong challenge for some people, but to me that would, that would not be fulfilling. <laughs> Helping people is fulfilling. Uh, sharing information is fulfilling. I enjoy being a know-it-all, and being a know-it-all is, is good because if you focus on sharing information that other people don't know yet and that could help them financially, then it's something that you could be a little bit proud of. Um, walking my dog up the hill, of course, in Elysian Park. I'm higher up. Maybe I could see a... Uh, I, it might have just been a spark. Sometimes a spark, if it's a big enough spark, can sound like a extremely loud explosion. So if it was a spark caused by... Uh, you know, could have been a... Uh, uh, a seabird with long wings landing on a one of the high-tension power lines and arcing its wings across could have made the bird explode or uh, something else could have happened. We are near uh, industrial neighborhoods, including my neighborhood. Lincoln Heights has uh, a big chunk of it and a big chunk of Chinatown uh, is also industrial. So, uh, what else? Bitcoin. Oh. <laughs> One of the funniest things for, for Bitcoin enthusiasts like me is when people attack Bitcoin. And, of course, <coughs> being that the, we just had a collapse, people are going to be looking for all kinds of scapegoats. Of course, the number one scapegoat is the, the coronavirus. And people like that as the perfect scapegoat because the coronavirus is not going to say, no, it's not my fault, it's the bankers, it's Trump, it's the, it's the Republicans, it's the, the, it's the rich people, it's the billionaires, it's the, uh, the Democrats. Uh, the, the coronavirus cannot stand up for itself, so... It's the perfect scapegoat for the um, economic crash. And as Jeff Burtwick astutely points out, that they have chosen that. It could have been chosen consciously, uh, subconsciously, semi-consciously. Um, but... Uh, the coronavirus was chosen as sort of the uh, beginning, or I think it's just one of the beginnings. I think it, I think it, the coronavirus itself cannot fully convince people that we're going to have uh, a long-term economic problem because the coronavirus is basically a bad cold, which kills 
actually very uh, close to zero young and healthy people. Uh, and that's one thing that Trump tried to tell that to us, but he's he would be accused of of poo-pooing it. He'd be accused of being a bad leader if he went too far into that. The fact that coronavirus is just a bad cold. Uh, it's a cold with a fever and uh, respiratory uh, that causes more respiratory, more serious respiratory dysfunction than, than a traditional common cold, but only a little bit worse. It's, it's only a little bit worse than a common cold, and it, uh, maybe it's not worse at all. I'd venture to say that it appears to be, it's, a coronavirus is the same type of virus, basically, as a cold and flu, and there's a lot of them. Let's drink some water. Since I'm not the president, I can tell people the whole non-political truth, which is that the coronavirus is uh, uh, probably a little bit worse than a cold, or basically the same as a very bad cold. Uh, Exactly the same as a very bad cold. It just has uh, a name. They're able to distinguish the virus from other variations of cold and flu viruses. I think there's uh, probably a lot of them. Rhinovirus and other ones. And they they mutate all the time. So if people are able to name them, they're not going to... The name's not going to stick permanently. (coughs) And there's going to be many variations. (coughs) There's infinite variations of everything, like there's infinite variations of people. But um, viruses probably have a lot more variations than than people do, or animals. There's probably uh, viruses, uh, there's probably just as many, there's probably a lot more uh, variations of viruses than there are of animals, for instance. And there's a lot of variations of animals. And by the way, the the variations between animals is not distinct. I mean, we could classify things and call things certain things but in reality there's there's in-betweens and that's what uh, humans have a hard time uh, understanding which is that um, in nature biology there's an infinite amount of variety not only is there a lot of variety it's infinite there's there's a lot of in-between things and lately we've learned that um, we've learned lately that even between man, uh, male and female genes, there's many variations in between. So the inter, intersex uh, babies, there's all types of things that make intersex babies, that make intersex people, um, because the X and Y genes are, are not very distinct. They, they have constant variation. And a lot of times you get a, a gene that looks right exactly in between an XY and an XX. And that's likely to give you an uh, intersex or transgender baby. So the, 
liberal lunatics and right-wing wackos are both wrong, let's say, about that. The liberal lunatics are wrong because they say that it's... Um, I, don't, I think they say that it's not a choice. Um, but uh, for this thing, the, the right-wing wackos are more wrong uh, because... Well, no, let's, let's say this. The, the, left, the liberal lunatics are wrong when, like, a mother wants to chop off the little boy's penis because the boy wants to be a girl. But the dad says, no, you're not chopping off my son's penis. Period. End of, end of discussion. If the father says, no, you're not chopping off my, the boy's penis, then don't chop off the boy's penis, okay? That settles it. <laughs> that settles it just as surely as uh, when a young woman who is raped says that she wants to abort the, uh, the fetus. If she wants to abort the fetus, let her abort the fetus. She should probably have to pay for it herself. But it should be legal. And then on the other side of the coin, the, the right-wing wackos, when they say that no child should ever have transgender treatments, uh, they're wrong. Because it's a scientific fact. A lot of these kids that are um, transgender, especially the ones that are intersex already, uh, you can look at their DNA and you could see, you could see it. And there are some boys, one out of uh, maybe one out of 30, one out of 300, however many, that 100% feel like they are a girl and that they should be a girl and that they want to be a girl. And they uh, exhibit that in all of their behavior and in all of their thinking in every way. In that case, it makes sense for both of the parents and the doctors to all come to an agreement with the child. And then if everybody is in agreement with it, then uh, chop it off. There's reasons for that. I think some of the people that are against that completely for children are people who don't understand um, the biology of it. So let's explain it to them. Um, once your hormones start kicking in, if you want to, if you're, a, say, a 10-year-old boy and you've been acting, thinking, and proving that you think and act and are a girl for the last 10 years and the parents recognize that and the doctor recognizes that, uh, the reason why it's a good idea to get that surgery early by the time you're 10 years old, or for girls by the time you're 9 years old, is um, because uh, that way you could lock in that, uh, um, you could prevent 
the um, hormones from changing the whole body. So a girl, uh, I mean, a boy who, who um, everybody agrees needs to be a girl, uh, can have a more feminine body because she doesn't get all of the masculine traits that come from teenage hormones, from, from natural occurring hormones of a teenager. So those are the reasons why, and it's the same thing with um, women who want, who, I mean girls who want to become a boy. When the girl is nine years old, she's been proving, showing, demonstrating for nine years that she um, is a boy. That, and they do all the uh, surgery and everything. Then she will not develop all of the female characteristics like hips and breasts and all that other stuff that would, would make it more difficult for her in the future to, to be a boy. If the girl at age nine, everybody agrees that she should be a boy, her and everybody else agrees, then, uh, then she should get the, the surgery and the treatments and the hormones and everything because, or at least the hormones, uh, so that she can be a boy and then a man without having wide hips and breasts and all the other kinds of things. That way she could be a more masculine boyish boy and masculine man. So most of my listeners I'm sure already know all that stuff, but not everybody knows. Not everybody has been uh, transgender their whole life like I have. <laughs> the reason I laugh is because uh, there's only a little, little bit of truth to that. I'm mostly masculine and enjoy being masculine, but... Um, I've dressed up as a girl. I put on makeup. But I did not feel that that was... I've done it more than once, and I did not feel that that was um, what I want to do for the rest of my life, be putting on makeup for an hour a day or whatever. (laughs) All that stuff is very impractical to me. And as a little girl who wants to be a little boy, most of them find that stuff very impractical as well. Uh, of course, the boys who uh, want to be a girl, most of them are going to uh, enjoy and get satisfaction, uh, life satisfaction, deep type of satisfaction off of doing things that girls and women do. What else? Now that we've talked about anarchists, transgender, money. Um, We probably should leave it at that because if you've talked about the corona crash, money, government, and penises and vaginas, Uh, We've pretty much said it all for now. I'm Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. 
as I mentioned earlier, a property information packet on any loft, condo, or house is available at your request. Call 213-880-9910. And thanks again for listening. You take care. Bye-bye.